0: All right, we're back with another episode of the Primo Podcast. In light of all of the coronavirus and the outbreak, I'm actually not joined by anybody in the studio today, but I do have a special guest calling in, which is great with the technology we have that we can do something like this. Uh, You've heard him on the Primo Podcast before. I thought it was a great time to bring him in, considering what is going on in the country right now. Uh, Ryan Kirsten of Ryan Kirsten State Farm over in KPAC, Michigan, is joining us here on the Primo Podcast podcast, and we're just going to talk about what's going on in the market right now, and we're trying to get our heads wrapped around all this. So, uh, Ryan, jump in. Welcome to the show.
1: Yeah, thank you very much, Zach. Proud happy to be here. Uh, you know, uh, glad I can bring a perspective or my perspective of what's going on right now. It's uh, completely, um, I guess, I'm pre- pre- there's no precedent for this. Uh, we were seeing things we never thought we'd see or experience. Um, so I hope I can bring a kind of a unique perspective from like maybe the insurance side or business side, uh, to share with everybody.
0: And not just that, uh, Ryan, because, yeah, yeah, well, thank you. And, and not just from the, the, the insurance side either, Ryan, but I know you're somebody who does follow the market. Um, you and I have had these conversations before we dove deep into a lot of these topics in the past. So this is, uh, nothing new for us personally, but like you said, these are unprecedented times and, uh, we don't, a lot of us don't prepare for this as a business and it's stuff that insurance wouldn't even cover for the most part.
1: Right. Um, uh, you, you would think that, and that's true in a lot of cases, like I've gotten calls for customers that have business policies with me and there's a coverage called business, uh, interruption, uh, coverage. So if your business is interrupted by, and it, it dictates what these specific losses are, you could have, you know, some uh coverage pay for the loss of business because of that whatever that that thing that happened. Well, this coronavirus is not a covered loss. So that coverage does not does not cover anything. So your
0: shit out of luck is what you're telling us, Ryan.
1: Yeah, shit out of luck. Absolutely. So there then, is some fine like like if you, the coronavirus caused someone to drive a car through your business front, I mean there's some potential there, but it's have to be, man, the details and the, the situation has to be perfect.
0: Yeah. So, so the stars have to align at that point. Uh, but right. what is, what is for the average person? Because we're, I think a lot of the, the uh, people right now were, were unsure of what's going on. I mean, as we're talking right now, it's, uh, Tuesday, the 24th here. And you know, there is the market today. It was, it, I don't know. I, I was looking earlier. It seemed to be on an upswing for today. It looks like we're doing pretty well. Uh, but that's after, uh, major losses coming in the last couple of weeks. So, I mean, even that little bit of correction is not going to be enough, but what do you what do you see that's going on right now?
1: Um, well, what I see right now, when I, my perspective on this is you know, if you look to a month ago, February 20th, uh, so it's about a little more than a month ago, the Dow Jones is at 29,300. That's at its peak. Okay. Um, today, uh, I think uh, we're at nine three. I think it was February 20th. Right now, we're at like
0: 20 ish. Huge is drops. Is that where we're at? Huge, huge yeah, drops exactly. that, we're, that we're seeing. And, you know, the average person doesn't think of it in those terms. The average person is looking at it and just saying, Look at every the the gains that I've realized in the last four years have been completely wiped out without well, any warning. Four,
1: five years, I, I was uh, Zach. I would say five. Today it's at 19,923. So just shy of twenty thousand points. Okay, uh, so this... we're down. We're down nine thousand, almost ten thousand points. Okay. Do you know um, that is about a thirty percent drop? Okay. That's right huge. Around right. So the last five years, the growth that you've had in the market over the last five years has been completely wiped out. Okay. Gone. Now let me tell you this. Tell me. With this, with this drop, um, what they, if, it, if it's under 10% of a drop, they call that what's called a pullback. Okay. It's just a pullback. It's just a little bit of a dip. We see those. Those are pretty common. Sure. If it's 10% or more, that's what they classify as a correction, a market correction. And everybody has said we're due for this. We've had a really good run, probably a run we're never going to see the likes of again uh, as far as a bull market. Well, when you drop to 20% or greater, that's what's called a bear market. So we're Typically, we're in a bear market right now.
0: Which you're, for and those that goes, don't know, you're, if you're, you're talking uh, a bear and a bull market, bull market is very, right. it's strong. You know, you think of these two animals where it's like, yeah, they're both strong animals, right? And I think that's where the confusion comes from. You, you want to be in a yeah. bull market, right?
1: Right. You want to be in a bull market as we you see your gains. You know, the economy is usually doing very, very well. And those are the good times. Um, the bear market is the opposite. And that's where we're at right now. Um, do you know what comes after a bear? Typically, when you're in a bear market, um, that, that can happen, and we can get climb out of that. It happened before. But the thing that we look for that after, the thing nobody wants to say, is what's called a recession. Okay? A recession is typically classified as two consecutive quarters under that 20% uh, dip. That is when people start getting scared. Um, you know, that's when things get to get, get bad. You know, we've lived through two thousand and eight. That's a recession. That was the biggest last one. Uh there was one before. Um uh, uh, two thousand I
0: mean, one after uh uh nine
1: eleven. Nine eleven. Yep. Um so I mean we don't we can't call it a recession now, and I hope to not, but I mean yeah, But it feels like I we're know. heading
0: that it feels like we're heading that way. Uh because yeah, this, this is yeah, what I've talked like yeah this is what I've talked to about my friends and people that I know and people who I've you know because a lot of business owners we're all talking right now because there's a lot of uncertainty and we're saying you know even before you know the, the, this is just days after Governor Whitmer has ordered this state shutdown the shelter in place and we're you're talking three weeks before we can even get back to work this is going to be felt for months and months to come. It, we're, it's not just going to be after three weeks, you flip the light switch and it's back to work as usual. You can't just start producing again out of nowhere. And there's going to be real implications for the layoffs that occurred, for the loss of, uh, of revenue, for the uh, you know your bills are still coming at this point. It's uh, I think it's a scary time for a lot of businesses, and I think we're in denial for the the impact that this is really going to have long term.
1: Yeah, and, um, how do you how do you even you know, how do you measure how do you anticipate it? I, I don't know, but I mean just kind of going back, I, I'm gonna tell you, I want to give you my perspective on this uh, as far as just the market and money, as far as investing money, putting money away, and and having something safe. The experts say c- carry six months of uh, income you know for a, a tough time well I mean six months doesn't seem like enough when you get into the tough time who actually has that,
0: that who, who has that though for a business do you think most businesses have cash on hand for six months no, of, I don't. Of bills uh, and that no, I don't. and just so we don't and that can be via lines of credit that can be uh, you know even personal financing through uh, ownership. Uh, any ways to generate yeah, cash flow
1: small business most small businesses do not have those
0: <laughs> and most it you takes know. a lot of small businesses because you know here on the primo podcast we're always talking from the small business perspective because that's what we know uh, fams has been in business for 15 years now and you know it took us you know well, probably thank you thank you it, it's uh its It's sure we'll call it an accomplishment. If we last another fifteen years, then we can call it a a, something to celebrate. But but uh, you know we didn't get those things until at least ten years into business. It took us a very long time to actually be able to access those tools for uh, success. And I worry about the small guy, and that's kind of what we've been talking about a lot this week, Ryan. Is just that you know what what options do the small businesses have? And it's somebody like you, uh, and I say this, uh, you know, you're, you've been in the, the, the business world for a while now, but your, your own company is relatively young as far as that goes.
1: Three years in. Yeah. Three years in as far as uh, uh my, my insurance agency. So I'm relatively new. Luckily I'm with a, a large company that does a lot of things. That was a decisions I made. Those things that they do, really support me in these times or, or in the first couple of years, we were struggling, any business is struggling to kind of establish themselves. So um, I feel very lucky and fortunate because of that. Um, But uh, you know, I am just talking to somebody at my old company that I worked for for 10 years.
0: Sure. Do you want to, do you want to, do you want to say the name of the company or?
1: Oh yeah. Kona
0: crane. Okay. So you're very, you're very, you're tied into the manufacturing sector
1: manufacturing sector it's more it's manufacturing but more on the the, where i was part of is the service sector Gotcha. so we would go to uh factories and do uh repair work service work uh installs of equipment well so to do that you have to go into these big customer sites these big facilities that have multiple people working in them to do that work well with the with the current environment, you can't do that. Yeah, they're, so they're shutting that
0: down. That's business, not a priority. It's
1: just, oh yeah, it's just they can't. They can't work. I mean, how do you, you can't work if that's your business? That's the business model. They cannot work. It's completely unfair. You know, they they didn't do. I think they did. It's just what we're living with right now.
0: Well, let me flip this on sure. you uh, a little bit because that's from a from a, a large scale. Uh, your mm-hmm. your wife has a small. Dental practice? How has that impacted uh, the way? Because I would oh, imagine that's the, the that was one of the first things that just kind of stopped. It's like let's it it doesn't make sense to you know get your teeth checked and 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 uh, the 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 way germs can spread in that sort of situation. I, I can only imagine.
1: Yeah, no, they they were shut down um, since last week. So I mean, that was from. Uh, state agencies, you know, they didn't say they had to, but they strongly um, recommended that they close. So I, mean, I took that advice and, and, and she did that. So I mean, that wow. business has been closed for uh, over a week. Do you think so, that
0: this is going to be like, a, you know, we're going to have like, I feel like it's like a lost quarter of output for 2020. Like there's, there's going to be a... Uh, yeah. A, a,
1: it's going to be. It's going to
0: be losses uh,
1: continued. I think I was talking to a financial planner, and they're anticipating. Actually, they just sent me a report. I haven't read it yet. While we're talking, and they're anticipating corporate earnings to be flat the rest of the year. Wow! So I mean, that's not good. That's and you're talking good. exponential
0: uh, growth that has been happening prior to this. I mean, everybody's forecasts prior to this was, you know, we 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 knew the reset. There was a recession on the horizon eventually because things can't always be good for for that long. Uh, you know, th- it was bound to happen sooner or later. I don't think we saw it happening this soon, and I don't think we saw it happening in the definitely not in the way it was rolled out.
1: Yeah. So I mean, they're looking at cr- earnings which are going to be down. They're looking at the economy, which is volatile. Right now, the economy is down. And they're looking at valuations, valuations of stocks. Um, everybody estimated stocks, all stock pricing. Most of them were it went, were a little inflated. Um, so those valuations are going to they're they're be tested right now. So they're going to see what they're actually worth with this dropping, you know, with the market the way it is. So that all being said, you know, it's just as far as the big business, the output, it's not going to be good. Um, and who knows? Who knows what it could be? When it could get better? That's I mean, what I am hopeful that this this gets better by April. That this scares down, and we can kind of go back to business. But nobody really knows. I, I also heard today that China's looking a little better, which I haven't really followed too much. So that's encouraging.
0: But hasn't you know, China been in this since like November? That's when it initially, I I mean, we've been talking about it since January, January. but I think it goes back as far as November. So, I mean, you're talking, we're only if that's the case, we're only in this, Mm -hmm. just the beginning of beginning stages. And you know, if I, I, and I've, I've, I don't know if you play the stock market and I say play, because do we really know what we're doing? This is a game. Uh, do you, do you play the stock market? No, I don't. I don't. So, so, I'm looking at it right now. And I've, I've been, as of even two weeks ago, I started unloading and, uh, I, I, I sold off some stuff that I had some realized gains on. And then I started, you know, I, I've, in the last few days I've been buying up the companies that I know are those, uh, those, those, those blue chip, uh, companies Mm -hmm. that are going to be around for the long haul, or at least we hope so. Because I feel fi- I figure if if GM's gone and not performing well, then then what are the odds of of my company not doing well? You know what I mean? It's just one of those things where you right, have confidence right. in these these companies that have always been so valuable. Uh, and, and in all honesty, that's how I made my money uh, uh, stock wise back in two thousand and eight. So I, not that we're looking for advice in any way, shape, or form, but I mean, wh- how do you know when the right time to buy back in is?
1: once again i'm not i'm not i can't give advice on that but i don't i don't know but i do know this just like you just said if this opportunity is this good wouldn't you be like to be able to take advantage of that i mean that's the question and that's i've talked to multiple people and they said the same thing you are they're hoping the same thing that you are which is fine i mean there's been some big winners playing that game um and there's been a lot of big losers, but if sure. you can get in it right now and do what you say, listen, I can buy this blue chip stock, this index stuff, it, it's safe. It's, I know it's going to go up, but I'm, I'm going to, you know, double my money or whatever. You can't do that though. Like you can't, you have to keep that strategy if you don't have money to, to get into the game.
0: You're right. You got to come, so, you, kinda, you kind of have to come heavy to to the table at that point. And, and you're right. There's a lot of people who are, they're probably wishing they could get in. Uh, but you know ryan this will not be the last time we see this situation this will happen again guys so, don't don't sit here don't sit back and think like you lost your opportunity right yeah be better positioned yeah, for mean, the future
1: it, In how i've what what i've done you know if i if i wanted to i could uh but i i don't i try not to do this but um the ability to access capital access money quickly and be able to make a move like that is so important these days and it's so important no matter if you play this strategy or another strategy whether you're buying rentals you're buying a property you need the ability to access the cash really quickly and how if you look at how companies or big corporations do it they look at this that same strategy but they look at what's called the velocity of cash Velocity of money, and what that means is being able to make these strategic moves, investment moves, or what have you, and doing it with money that's super, that's accessible, so they can do it when they want to do it. So they're very nimble, and they can have they can do it with somebody else's money, so they they mitigate their risk and still have access. And, and if they if it's if the strategy is a success, they win big and they use it by leveraging accessibility to cash um, that also uh, has some tax advantages to it and also gives you the ability to write off interest um, or deduct interest at the end of the year on your tax return.
0: Sure, so that that risk that you're taking can be written off to a certain degree. Right,
1: right. And then also the big thing when I say mitigate risk, I've kind of brushed over that. What I mean by that is to say that strategy doesn't work or doesn't work to the effect that you, you're hoping or you lose so you, your gamble. You didn't lose your asset. You lost the cash you used, but you didn't, your asset is still intact. Um, now, I mean, everything I just said, does that sound like a, a, a somebody with a um, that's fairly reasonable would be
0: interested in? You're you're so good at what you do, Ryan, that I didn't even realize that you were pitching my audience right now. Yeah, I was. <laughs> <laughs> well, it sounds it sounds it sounds good, and and I I know from experience, and especially during this time, I was like, and I don't know what amount I have right now, but I was I was happy that I did have that cash value life insurance. And this isn't trying to like we're not selling right now, but it's it's a it's a way to diversify your portfolio in ways that most people never think of.
1: Right. Right. And I mean, that's kind of obviously my, you know, where my head that all the time, with I think topic. that's the I only mean, investment like, uh, you have. No, I have other <laughs> stuff. I, I do. Not I according do that to our,
0: not according to our friend, Mike, he said that you're all in on no, these cash value life insurance policies. I, and that's it.
1: I am. So I'm so deep into that though. He's He's not totally wrong, but, um, you know, having a cash value life policy is, in this time, I can, if, if somebody asks for my advice, you know, and I, I, can't, I can't advise on anything but, but life insurance, I'm like, okay, well, what, I can show you a plan that involves no risk. There is a time limit, there's a time frame where you put money away, safe, or, or that you're not going to see like a so-called return, Like you're, but you're paying, in that time you're paying for this insurance policy. And you're giving up access to cash for about ten years, or could a 15, less than that. it could
0: be fifteen. It could be you, but you do longer yeah. policies, yeah. right? full life
1: traditionally forever, yeah. But the money you pay in, eventually, you get that all back. You get all access to that money back, and then it continues to grow with interest. And your actual life insurance, the insurance piece, um, that grows with dividends,
0: which is something. By, not to interrupt you, but uh, the mm-hmm. life insurance is something everybody should have. Anyway, period. So yeah, this, this is like a, this is a twofer. This is a twofer you get.
1: Yeah. And the other part is there's huge, huge tax advantages with this. So say I access my cash value, access it in a, in a, in a loan, and you go, you pull $50,000 out to go buy these blue chip, chip stocks that you want to see, that you see a huge opportunity in. At the end of the year, you don't have to report that $50,000 on your tax return, okay? And then there's an interest rate associated with t- accessing that money because you're not really using your money. The insurance company is lending you money based on how much cash value you have, your, the size of your assets, so they're collateralizing it. Why that's important is your whole asset now is intact earning interest, guaranteed interest. Without, so you didn't really use your money, use somebody else's money. And that's what the philosophy of of velocity of cash is you're using somebody else's money to get rich, earn money, while yours is continue to growing safe um, and without any risk.
0: Well well Ryan, so and that's buy- that's a great point because if I took that money out of my personal savings account, then it, let's say uh-huh. I have fifty thousand in the bank, I take out forty, uh I my new interest is only growing off of the ten thousand that's left in there, whereas if I took it out of my Cash value life insurance policy—it's growing off of the, still growing off of the same fifty thousand dollars, right? Right.
1: Guaranteed that's correct, Zach. Yeah, correct. I probably you You've taught, you've more. taught me, me well. Asset. Uh, yeah, you know more than most insurance agents, to be honest with you. But um, yeah, it, it it gives you the ability to grow your money. So you actually, you have you doubled your your bank account. You have a bank account that's uh, or account that's earning you money and interest, guaranteed to grow. Um, cause that's what life insurance does. And then also you you get the access to, to the insurance company's bank cause they lend you the money based on that, that size of that asset. And you can use their money to go risk their money, um, and go get rich because whatever you make off that money is yours.
0: Well, and, and, um, and I've, I've seen this where like I, and I will have to talk to you soon because I, I, I'm, I'm just thinking like, how can I leverage myself at this point? If we do see, uh, it, you know, I'm not tight, right? Now, but I mean, we don't know how long this is going to last. So I, maybe I do need the money, but it's not for the good times. It's for the bad times. It's when there is a storm and we have to weather that. And, you know, we could talk about these uh, policies all day long. It's definitely something that is is beneficial to anybody. And I would highly recommend it, uh, just to diversify your portfolio If you're if you've maxed out your Roth, if you've, uh, if you pay into a company policy, there's so many people who are looking for things. And this is one that is just so unknown, but you can really unlock some potential there. But my, I, I've, I do have an, a, a question and this is just from a, a standpoint of let's just shoot the shit. Where's the housing market going right now? What do you think? Oh, I, I mean, this is because right now, and I, I'm somebody who follows Zillow and I'm always on the lookout. I've always, I always keep updates. Uh, you know, we're, we're debating whether we should list our house soon. Uh, this was even before all the Corona outbreak stuff happened, but, uh, I've, I've seen some big reductions in prices on houses. And I've also seen some very, very, uh, uh you know, you're talking, seven-figure homes come onto the market just in the last week or so. What's going on right now?
1: Well, right now, there's a lot of, I mean, just with the coronavirus, there's a lot of challenges of people selling houses. You're not supposed to be around each other. How do you go sell it? So I just was on the phone with a real estate agent, two real estate agents yesterday. They sold the house. They have the deposit money in hand, and they can't put the money anywhere. (laughs) because <laughs> the banks are closed it's crazy and they said this show houses listing houses it's such a challenge right now
0: well so, virtual tours so i've seen come up like it's not uh, there's no longer open houses scheduled it's check out this virtual no, tour
1: they have to leverage those so those are those are becoming really big but the, you're going to see the uh, value the valuation of real estate it's it's taking a hit right now things are reducing the, so that's all tied back to this market this this economy that we said was so good it just inflated valuations of home prices stocks these different things so you're seeing that correction right now um and you're also now like we've talked about before because of that bear market because we're getting in into that lower we that lower um level I mean you're going to see things things get hurt things you know things reduce so far it's like oh my gosh so I mean it, once again those 7 figure houses you're going to see those you're going to I, I estimate you're going to see those valuations even lower than they, what you're seeing today.
0: Oh yeah, that's people just are that's not, how they're entering the the market right now. I mean, there's there's still a lot to be just cuz you list it for a certain price doesn't mean it's worth that or doesn't mean you're going to get it, but like the, for the people out there who are we we've, we've had a it, I'm sorry, go ahead. I, I say that oh, again. I was
1: just saying that that's the valuation part that people don't really understand. You know, just cuz you think you bought that house for a million bucks or 750,000 doesn't mean you can sell it for that a couple years later. Sure. It's just the way it works.
0: The well, it was like that off- though for the last how many years? I mean, we've talked about it. It's it's a seller's market. We've always exactly. seen that. And I feel like whatever's going on with real estate and we're we're trying to line up an interview with a with an agent here soon because this is I I think that's if, when that shoe drops, that's when people panic because that's something that you think is your tangible asset. That is the, that is the thing you put the most stock into personally. As long as I have my house and my house is worth X, I will be okay. But what happens when it's not worth that anymore? Where are the buyers?
1: Oh, well, you're going to see two. I mean, the, the, um, mortgage companies, the bank, the fed, they're trying to prop the housing market up right now. I mean, that's what those moves have been in the last couple Last two weeks, uh, I, I've heard tale of. I talked to a guy, underwriter for a mortgage company, closing mortgages at two percent. Two percent. Who was offering, offering that? What Star Mortgage?
0: I'm I'm writing of, that down uh, right now because that's crazy. Yeah. Oh, trust me. Yeah, I, I've called the same thing. I,
1: I mean, that's going to be based on the person too, right? Sure. The worthiness, but that's happening right now. <laughs> that's, that's happened, and another company that uh it's through military people, I forget the name of it, but they're same thing two percent mortgages right now, so why are they doing that? Where's that coming from? the interest rate getting it's it's coming from the fed I mean those they're trying to prop the house market up they're trying to pump life or you know trying to give some longevity to people buying houses are they that's out the, of their
0: are they different. out of their uh bag of tricks like is there anything left in there because I feel like you know
1: there's more. I mean, the things that happened that led up to 2008, maybe they're not exactly happening again, but uh, they're, they're, the way that they're getting people, they're valuing mortgages, the way that they're selling, those things are, I think they're happening again. I don't know that for sure, but just the way mortgages are getting processed right now at the level, it just seems like, okay, that's just too good to be true. And they don't want it to stop. That's why you're seeing these interest rates, these mortgages getting, or these houses getting financed at such a low rate. But I mean, yeah, because they have to move. On there,
0: they want these houses got, to continue to move. To move. Because if that yeah. stops, if that dries up, because you th- you think about it this way, the people who were selling these houses and moving and, and continuously moving up the ladder, and I'm talking about somebody who may, maybe they started with a house that was a couple hundred thousand. They stayed there for a few years. Now you're in a $300,000 house. few years, $400,000 house. A few years, $800,000 house. That's the way we've seen this cycle go because we've had 10 or 11 really strong years. And what does that mean? That means they're buying new furniture. They're remodeling things. They're buying new appliances because everything's got to be new and that stimulates the economy. Yes, retail retail sales are big, but I mean your home and garden and your your uh, your interior decorating; those are big ticket items, and if that stops, that changes everything.
1: Yeah, and I I uh, I, I hate to say it, but the writing the writing is on the wall. <laughs> You know, if if we're like you just asking yeah. you think they're out of their bag of tricks? Well, maybe, maybe not. But you, they're doing this for a reason, <laughs> and they don't want this to stop too. Those they they don't want the the what you just described to happen. I mean, they want people to re, they want people to refinance. They want people to every time they refinance, it's good for them. They collect more money on the first couple years of that mortgage than than they do um, if, when people refinance because people don't know understand an amortization schedule. Um, I think part of that law for 2008, they have to show people that but if they don't explain it, they can explain it way where it's just brushed over, and they're like, "Okay, cool, whatever." I want my house now. Um, I'm sorry, but back back to the housing market as a whole, it's uh, well, it's, it's, you're, you're going to see some pretty pretty bleak things in the next couple months here because it's already heading that way. Um, and I can't help but as you're talking about this, go back to my. Your 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 listeners that don't have a cash value life policy, a serious, uh, a properly structured cash value life policy. Say you wanted to do these things, you know, having access to that cash, that guaranteed money, safe money. It, it, by the way, there's no risk in that; you don't lose money no matter what the market does. To be able to refinance or do what's called a HELOC, a home equity loan. Do you familiar with those, Zach? Yep, I am. Okay. What is a home equity loan? It's it's taking the equity in your house, taking that equity out, and to go make a purchase. Whether you're trying to do an addition on the house, trying to uh, maybe do landscaping, whatever you want, that's what you're doing. The seems equity very the house, seems
0: very it. risky at uh, this this juncture that we're at,
1: right? Because um, that's what it, got
0: people in trouble what, in the first place. Ryan, it was the fact that they were pulling money out of the house at an inflated value and they were buying things that they don't need. Uh, but now it's like maybe, you're, maybe people will be doing that just to survive.
1: Yeah. But think about that for a second. It's your equity. It's your house. You said it's an asset you want to dump your, your money into. H- how do you get that equity? You have to go to the bank, the mortgage company, and ask for it and apply for it and fill out a form. And then they set the rate. They tell you, yeah, you can do it. You take this much out at this rate. You make me payments at this much. And a lot of those are like uh, revolving or what's that called? Um, The rate can increase and decrease. Uh,
0: It's like, uh, is it a, uh, it's a. not a balloon loan. No, that's what I was saying. It's it's a a variable rate. Variable rate.
1: Yeah. So that you, you, if that rate goes up, you're going to pay more for that. You're accessing your money. With For sure. So the equity to be your money. So You're paying the bank to touch your money. And then in the times like these, you know, that's not good. You're putting yourself more at risk. I always get, I always get very frustrated when, when people talk about doing these HELOCs. It's like, well, you, you do you realize you're going to ask a bank to borrow what you think is your money to go touch it? Um, it just doesn't sit well with me. So, when I think about these things, I think about access to money. What's, what, what's really the easiest thing to access? And people will typically say, if I have cash sitting in a bank account, right? Sure. Right. But if you take that money out, you give it to somebody, you lose the ability to earn interest on that money. Same thing with your equity. If you take your equity out, you're paying, you're paying a bank to access your money. So, when I look at these things, I'm like, okay, is there a better way to put money away? and that you can access it when you need it while you're still earning interest. And I go back to it's the, the cash value life policy is the best way with no risk and guarantees the growth. It's something like that, not an equity, a home or a your home, not a checking account or a savings account, which you don't earn that much interest in anyway, but a cash value life policy. So I, I had to plug it one more time. I'm sorry. That's all right.
0: You're, this. you're, you're allowed to, you've, you've put in your time. Uh, but you know, Should do you think people should be scared right now? And I'm not trying to be a a fear monger by any sense of the word. Uh, I I have personally a very uh, positive outlook. I think it's going to be very tough for some people, but you know we will all get through this together. But those who are not prepared, I mean, what what can you what can you say, Ryan? Like, what do you what do you think? What's going on?
1: Um, for just preparing for this, I mean, you gotta, you, if, if everybody's different, like you, you're thinking about what moves can you make for the better, for the future? I mean, you, you have some, you plan for this in, in some form of fashion, the scale to which you plan for it, I,
0: True. you you're couldn't right. have anticipated. you right. Heard. I knew it, I knew it would eventually come and I've had those conversations with people and you know, it's, it's, uh, you, you know, I, I the, the times make the man, right? And that's what they say. Mm-hmm. And there will be there and and beyond I mean I'm I I am such a small individual. There will be people who are you will have millionaires and billionaires built on this time. Don't 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 forget that, people. That will happen.
1: Yeah, I mean you also have businesses. I mean, the best businesses are built in these times too. I mean, because you run leaner, you run, you run more efficient, more effective, same type of thing. So, but as a human, as a, or a small business, I mean, you got to actually take action now, look at expenses, you know, look at people who to invest in, who to divest in or divest in. And then what is the best possible way for you to kind of weather the storm? Um, And how do you kind of come out either, I don't want to say even, but where you've you've been one of those people you talk about you actually made a
0: you're better than when you when it started well, I think made people by. are just trying to survive right now survival is is everything if you can get past this and still have your doors open, I think that's a win for a lot of people out there uh but you know we're this is this is yet to be realized what the actual, uh, impact of this is. And, you know, hopefully Ryan, as we progress, as we go through this, you know, things change so quickly, you know, I'd be, uh, you know, I'd be, I'd be happy to have you on again. And we just kind of talk this out and, and see where, where things go from where here. The- yeah, yeah. Yeah. Because it is, yeah. it's, it's changing so quickly.
1: Yeah, it's uh, it's incredible. I mean, for those people, you got to weather it. So, just to weather the storm, you know, cut where you can and
0: yeah. uh, scale down. Yeah,
1: don't don't cut off your nose though, bite your face. That's 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 trying to set yourself up to you know get through this and actually have something on, on the on the on the end to work through. But um, I don't know. I guess we're gonna see. It's it's impossible
0: yeah. to tell. Well, let's uh, it's impossible l- to tell. Let's end this on a positive note. Can you give me, uh, with everybody being quarantined right now, I know I'm going to ask you two questions only because I know who you are. Uh, the first question is one I will, I, I pose to most people during this time. Uh, what are you binge watching anything on Netflix right now? What's getting you through this quarantine?
1: Yeah, I, uh, I blew through Chernobyl. Uh, I think that's Amazon Prime.
0: Oh, is that uh, That the HBO, HBO show?
1: Uh, maybe it's HBO. Yeah, it was, um, you know, it's when, uh, Chernobyl, the power plant, the nuclear plant yes. blew up over in Russia, really kind of cool, crazy to see how that happened.
0: So total um, positive, uh, 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 outlook here. <laughs> One of the biggest, uh, uh, disasters in human history, but, uh, very good, positive, uh, uh, mood swing here, right? Yeah.
1: Um I think uh I never watched this before, uh, but um I watch uh I watch American Idol right now because I think oh. kind of lack of what to watch. Yeah.
0: Well I I, I, watch am, I am shocked. I am shocked and this is going to uh uh flow into my follow up question, but keep going.
1: Well I'm just saying uh, I've never watched it before in my life. i obviously everyone knows it. I've never watched it, but I think uh that was a that's a pretty positive, they, they make that show so fluffy, but they always try to put a positive spin on it. So if you need to get a little pick-me-up, you can watch that show. That'll help. Um, the other thing I just watched, oh, on uh, Amazon Prime, Hunters. If you guys, that's an awesome show.
0: I've heard of um, that.
1: Oh, yeah, oh yeah so, it's like the
0: uh, uh, Pacino?
1: Yeah, Pacino's in it. Um, nice. There's some other big names, I forget. But it's like back after World War Two. How uh, Russia and the uh, and the United States were recruiting Nazi scientists for their space programs, and basically the United States were like, "This we don't take these scientists, these genius scientists." Russia is going to, um, so they snuck people over, snuck uh, these terrible Nazis. Nazi scientists over Nazis, man, and they put they were in NASA, they were in the government. Uh, they call it Operation
0: Paperclip. Yes, I've and heard because, of that before. Yeah, that's a that's a yeah. big. That's this is this is a true so, story. This is a real thing.
1: Yeah, Bill Rogan does a really cool podcast on it. Yeah, he I brings saw it that. in the investigative reporter to kind of blew it open. Yeah, it was great. But uh, the paperclip comes from the, on their file, on their picture. There's whatever sheet. There's a paperclip imprint from all the different documents that were, you know, because it, so it was so thick. Yeah, yeah, of all the Nazi stuff that they did. I mean, there's people that worked in NASA that were mass murderers, Wow, you know, that just got off with it and they came over and lived in Alabama and Florida and lived a happy life. You know, just crazy, man. That's a good one. That's a really cool, cool, uh, show. All right. I'm going to, I'm going to check I, I that recommend. out. I'm,
0: I think I'm going to start that tonight. Actually, that sounds like a great idea. It's Cause I, I'm, I'm, I'm trying to get caught up with better call Saul and I'm just about there. Uh, that's one of mine, but this, uh, you know, when I said the American Idol thing, it's because I think you need to drink to get through that. So what, <laughs> what whiskey, cause I know, I know you're a bourbon guy. You love your oh, bourbons. You said you, you, instead it. of, instead of stocks, you bought bourbon. What is your, yeah? what my, is your apocalypse, uh, choice of drink of choice right now? I just, I just made
1: a move, um, because of the time uh, there is a bottle, I usually try to keep it under $100. Uh, but I made a move for a $300. Um, one is called uh, Kentucky Owl. Um, that's the one you said you,
0: you've been talking about that. You said you were going to get that.
1: Yeah, they have a rye, and they have a, uh, a small batch that I was looking at, which is a little less. But the uh, they just released the Wise Man, and it's like, uh, I haven't had it yet. But um, that's what I'm excited about. The other one is uh, I got a Weller's Foolproof, which I haven't got my hands on yet due to this coronavirus thing. Um, what else do I like? I mean, I just did a Rowan's Creek. You can't get that around here. That's, that was good. But uh, oh, Hancock Reserve, Okay, I recommend that 60 bucks. It's on the same mash bill as Blanton, made by the same company, Sazerac or Buffalo Trace.
0: Sazerac um, is actually what I'm uh, sipping on right now. I've got a Sazerac rye.
1: Okay, that's a good one, too. Uh, I, I have a bottle I haven't, I haven't cracked yet. But another one, I, I really enjoyed the full-proof or barrel-proof um, So, which is, which is a good thing right now in lieu of the uh, coronavirus because the alcohol or the proof is over 100, 120 proof.
0: It's going to kill they anything that's lingering around at this, at this point.
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, Larceny, which is a company or a bourbon from Heaven Hill Distillery. Usually a bottle of Larceny goes for like 26 bucks. So cheap. full proof, uh, barrel proof is about 50, 49, 99, 50 bucks. Some people sell for 60, but it's 120 proof. Really good. Really spicy, a spicy taste to it. Um, Elijah Craig, full proof or barrel proof, I think it's called. That's another 120 plus proof bourbon, which is real good. Uh, regular Elijah, Elijah Craig goes for about 30. This bottle goes for, I think, 50 or 60.
0: All right. I asked for one. But- You're just showing off now. Oh, oh
1: man, I have so many good
0: ones. <laughs> but Ryan, you and I will have to have a drink once all of this blows over. And I I'm serious. Though. If, if, if things change, if, if, if the, cause there's a lot of weirdness and unsurety going around and we know volatility, uh, you know, that, that drives the market right now. And, you know, come back on the Primo podcast, you know, let's, let's, uh, let's talk about it. Let's well, keep people home, informed. So
1: maybe we. Maybe we do another one Friday. Yeah. We'll know more about Friday. I, I definitely want to talk a little bit more about the market and kind of what, you know, right now as an insurance agent, I'm calling my customers. I'm trying to be very out there in their face, you know, not in their face, but let them know I'm here for them. Has your financial planner called you? No, because they're hiding in <laughs> their, their basement right now. That's what I so hear. I,
0: I actually had a, I had a uh, call with my financial, or not a call. I had an in-face meeting a, a week prior to all this kind of hitting the fan. And, uh, you know, we both really weren't too worried about it. Joke's on us because this thing got, right. this thing got bad really quick, but, uh, you know, we're all self quarantining mm-hmm. and we're all going to get through this together throughout any other, uh, uh, you know, catchphrase you want to think of. We'll get through right. this, right. but until the then,
1: quarantine is key. Quarantine is key.
0: Yeah. Let's keep talking about it. Let's, let's, uh, be safe and stay sanitary. Uh, Ryan Kirsten, as always, thank you so much for joining us. Uh, we'll be back. I'm I'm sure you'll hear from him again, but, uh, don't forget content is King and the struggle is real. I'm Zach Hayes. Uh, that was a primo podcast. We'll see you guys next time.
1: Thanks everybody. Have a good one.